And so as the children leave for their classrooms, I want to welcome everybody. Thank you for your faithfulness. Those of you who have been faithful, thank you. Visitors and guests, I appreciate you. Thank you for, we have so many more that watch online than are actually in this room with us. And I, want to, I just want to take a moment. I'm not trying to dampen the spirit, but I'm trying to minister the Word of God. If you are close enough to be here, please be here. It is important that we come, come together. I am so grateful and honored that you listen to us or watch us online. That's awesome. But if you're not close enough to be here, find a local church. Get plugged in and remember, it's not about what you can get out of that church, but what you can put into it in Jesus' name. Amen? So I'm going to get started right... We'll, we'll pray in a minute, but I want to get started in a um, scripture that we've been in a few weeks ago. But we, yeah, we're jotting and, and, and we're going back and forth between scriptures. I think the Lord uh, has a purpose and a plan for everything. Amen? So in uh, Acts chapter 2, if you'll remember in verse 42, we were there a few weeks ago. This will be uh, out of the New Living Translation. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Now, folks, if you'll see, I I listed this. I I took it apart for you, uh, but this is what I want us to remember. If If we look at that scripture, it says all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. So what did they devote themselves to? The apostles' teaching, to fellowship, sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. My brothers and sisters, when I look at this scripture, this is very much a model as it relates to what we should be doing as a gathering, what we should be doing as His church. So, while I appreciate the fact that so many uh, watch us and listen to us online, it's still about the fellowship. Fellowship, sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper, and including greens and cornbread, and, and including all of that, it's all included. Amen? It's all included, including eggplant, parm, all of that stuff. But, it's a, but, but watch, as good as the food is, hallelujah, it's about the fellowship. It's about us getting together because we are brothers and sisters. We are His children. We are gathered at His table. If you don't want to eat with me now, you're going to be awfully disappointed at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Because we're all going to be there sitting side by side. And our Lord will be at the head of the table. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so they, they devote us. Now, we're going to take care of prayer. I want, I'm, I'm holding up a paper here. This is something that Michelle jotted. Because, listen to this. This church was started, believe it or not, from a prayer group. And at one time, we grew you know, at a, to a decent size. And it was started because a group of people who were in a Sunday school class uh, really decided it was more about you know, not just having a Sunday school class, but gathering even off uh, the church premises and just praying together. And, that was, and we were sought out. But now, just because Mom Prettyman and Michelle just, they went to get their hair done, and someone knew who they were, they made prayer requests of you. They made prayer requests of you. So, there's a, a person here who ha- has had a stroke with high blood pressure, uh, COVID congestive heart failure, a drug addict. My brothers and sisters... These are requests that were made because this person knows who Mom and, and Michelle are and they know that there is a group of people who will raise up a prayer to the Lord. This, see, quit, oh. what are we devoted to? 
What are we dedicated to? Prayer. Prayer. See, my brothers and sisters, this is a lost, uh, a, a, a lost post, a lost leg in this thing. This is a lost... Listen, this is a lost discipline in the church. Disciples should follow the disciplines of Christ. Christ showed us how to do it. Constant in prayer. Amen? We don't do that in church enough. You guys know through the church history here, we've had prayer nights and very few people show up for prayer nights. Why? Well, I got this, I got something. This is part of this, this is it. So now look, we're going to pray. As we're praying, my brothers, my sisters, stand. I I wish that you would take a position that you're comfortable with, but maybe not comfortable with. Maybe you take a position, maybe you're comfortable in body, but a little bit uncomfortable in spirit and in heart. That's good. Because then you need to go to Him. Lord, wherever I am right now, I don't feel comfortable talking to you. It's been a long time since I've done that. But Lord, I'm coming to you now. Amen? So let's go to Him. Stand, kneel, sit, do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. So, God our Father, Father, first we give you thanks and praise for the opportunity to gather in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we don't have confidence in our own flesh. We know, Father, that We've, some of us have been in places this week we shouldn't have been. Said things we should not have said. Uh, done things that we should not have done. But for your great mercy <laughs> that I can't comprehend with this human mind, but for your great mercy and your grace, Lord, that we are so thankful that when we come and we gather in your name and call on the name of Jesus, you hear. So Lord, it's in Jesus' name that we call upon you now asking you first Forgive us of our trespasses. Father, forgive us for offending people that, Father, we didn't necessarily mean to. We were in a bad mood. We did this. We did that. Whatever the excuse may be, Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive us for missing the mark. Whatever it was, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. And thank you, Lord, for forgiving. And so now, Lord, we come together in this discipline of prayer, not so that we can ask you for things, for ourselves, for material things, to bless us. To bless. No, Lord, we're standing in the gap for those who are in need. Father, those who sought out other people who would call on your name and ask, Father, for, for this person, Ron, who had a stroke and has high blood pressure. Lord, we ask that wherever Ron is, first and foremost, you minister your salvation. Lord, I don't know if he's your child yet or not. But I do know, Lord, that someone cares enough for him, so we do too, to lift him up to you. And we ask, Lord, that you bless him. That you bless him in his physical body. But more importantly, Lord, that if there is any sin, that it would be forgiven. That he would call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. Hallelujah. Lord, for this COVID-related congestive heart failure, Father, we lift this person up to you now. And same, Lord, we don't know the, the, the position of his heart. We don't know where he stands with you. But we do know that you die for him. We do know, Lord, that you provide forgiveness through in Christ for him, just as much for anybody. So, Lord, in, in Jesus' name, would you please provide spiritual healing and then, and then physical healing. Father, in Jesus' name. Father, 
for this drug addict. Lord, we are seeing so many addicted to so many things. So we lift him up to you. Father, and not only Frank, but Father, for anybody under the sound of my voice right now who is either struggling with a certain addiction and, and maybe even just looks at this thing, this habit that they have as I can quit at any time I want. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would break the change of addiction, addiction right now. In Jesus' name. Father, give us power over all of the darkness that the enemy throws at us. Right now, this, this spirit of addiction, we come against it in the name of Jesus. Lord, even for something that seems so innocuous, innocuous, innocuous as having this addiction to the, the, the phones and, and the, to these social platforms, and I, I cannot get off the computer, I can't put the phone down, or whatever this is. Lord, even for our young people that can't survive without phones or computers or tablets, in Jesus' name, Lord, we break the stronghold right now. In Jesus' name, we stand in the gap for our young people, Lord, as they are being led astray and distracted with the wrong message, doing, being, with the darkness of this age being glorified. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would step in, that you would send your ministering angels to our young people. Father, both the young people that are represented in this room, on this property, but Father, even those who you've put into our atmosphere, our children, our grandchildren, nieces, nephews, even those kids, Father, who are close to us, who are not even blood relatives, Father, but you know who they are, and so do we. So we lift them up to you right now, Lord Jesus, and we ask that you would bless them, that you would minister to them, and you would save them, and break this stronghold of the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Father, for our own children, we give you thanks and praise. We thank you, Lord, that you are going to provide a way. Even though we don't see it, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even though we don't feel it, Father, we know that you're working out their salvation. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, leave here today my brothers and sisters, we'll pray, we'll pray again, maybe more than once before we leave. But whatever you prayed and whoever you lifted up, certainly these people that were named, but then also whoever you had on your heart and in your mind when you prayed, leave here believing and trusting that God is working. Even if you don't see it. Amen? All right. So now, let's go now to another scripture that we've been in and out of, very familiar, Philippians chapter 1. Verse 27, only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition. That, you know what, my brothers and sisters, by our conduct... And I'm not talking about behavior modification. I'm talking about these things, being a disciple, a true disciple of Christ. When you're a true disciple of Christ and then you're loving on each other and you have this fellowship that the Bible is talking to us about, it proves to the other people who don't have that, who don't understand that, that they're going to be destroyed. That's proof. But to you, it's proof of your salvation and that from God. Amen? All right, so now watch. Uh, again, I've listed these things uh, just to make it a little easier. And just this is the way I understand things, just makes it a little easier. I'm not trying to be juvenile or, or, or insult anybody. 
Understand. But this is about learning. This is about preaching and teaching. It's about learning the Word of God. So what is it instructing? Stand fast in one spirit. That's all of us standing together, right? One mind, one accord. With one mind, right? Hallelujah. Striving together. Working together. See, not working, uh, you know, this one working here. Working together. We may have different jobs. We may have different responsibilities, different giftings. Right? Different responsibilities, but it all is working together because we're striving for the, ver- the, the, the same thing, for the faith of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, so, so we've already covered prayer, but now look at, if we go back, don't go back there, Addy. Uh, the believers are devoted to apostles teaching fellowship, sharing of meals, and now you look here, stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together. The problem that we have, my brothers and sisters, is the church is filled with people who have their own self-interests. I know all the culture is that way. Every walk of life is that way. But there, and, and listen, when I'm saying this generally, that's part of the problem. And you know how I know that? Because I'm smart. No! You know how I know that? Look at how many churches there are. Well, we were driving down the road. And I'm doing this all the time, and I saw a building for lease. And I'm thinking, wow, because I really want to get a building like a self-standing, a standalone building. I'd love for, have, for us to have that. And I'm thinking, man, that would make a great church. But then as I'm looking around, there's 45 other churches on the same road. Now, 45, that's a bit of an embellishment, but you know what I'm saying. My brothers and sisters, I look at that, man, there's so many churches, so many denominations, so many this, so many that. Why? Because everybody is looking, everyone is self-seeking. What do I believe? I don't believe that. I don't believe. Look at how many people that have been in and out of this place. Look at how many people that used to listen don't listen no more. I said one thing. It didn't, it didn't tickle their fancy or it rubbed them the wrong way. Done. Or maybe someone in the church. They didn't want to have fellowship with someone in the church. <laughs> have we had that problem, y'all? Those I'm speaking. These people have been with me for years and years. Have we had that problem? Sure. Race issues, culture issues, all of these other little human issues that should have nothing to do with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But because we have self-interest, because it is about how we feel, what we think, how, what's our comfort le- comfort level like? Am, am I right? Amen. You know I am. <laughs> so so many go to the church that. They get something out of. I'm going to go to that church. I get something out of that. And, and you should. You should go. And you get, but what are you looking to get out of it? You see what I'm saying? Be careful about what you're looking to get out of it. Because if you're thinking that, you know, I, I, when I go there, I hear God. Okay, if you hear God and it's always pumping you up to the extent that you're good, you're great. This is, no, if you hear God every once in a while, you better be hearing something like, this needs to be fixed. If you're hearing God, then you ought to every once in a while hear a rebuke. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that those who He loves, His children, He corrects. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm an older kid now, much older. <laughs> Thank you, Henry. <laughs> I'm a much older kid than I used to be, but I'm still a kid. And I still need for God every once in a while to give me a correction. So it doesn't matter how long you've been in the Lord. It doesn't matter how old you are. God is still your dad. Abba. He's still dad. 
He still loves you just as much as when He died for you before you came to Him. When he, listen, when He showed you how much He loved you though, so you would go to Him. He loves you just as much now. And He's not going to stop caring for you. He's not going to stop correcting you. He's not going to stop, listen, trying to make your way, His way and your way to line up so much that, listen, my brothers and sisters, that you, you have this burden that's shared. You're not, you're not, this is, I, I just, I, I can't get off this right now. Listen, so much of, of what I experience as a Christian, I'm, I'm feeling burdens. I, I had a brother in the Lord uh, not too long ago who, who has sensed this burden and broke down in tears. And that's good. It's, it's healthy. It's, it's good. It's, 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 it's just actually caring about other people and broke down. But there's also, that, that can't be all of it. Why? Because, that's right, because there's joy and peace. And it's a shared burden. Cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. So see, that's what it is. So God's saying, look, I want my will to be your will, your will to be my... This is it. We line up. We're walking this walk together so that, yeah, when you're going to feel a burden, when you feel your heart breaking for somebody, you know that I'm sharing that with you and you know it's going to be okay. One way or another, it's going to be okay. You're not walking this walk by yourself. You're not walking that path alone. It's a shared burden. Hallelujah. I didn't, I, I didn't remember we were singing that song. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. That's the kind of relationship that we need to have with God so that we know, my brothers and sisters, yes, even in the middle of my broken heart because I see my children, my grandchildren, my nieces, nephews, or whatever, my, my fellow citizens of heaven suffering this or suffering that or even just my neighbors suffering this, suffering that. Yeah, it breaks me down when I, when, I hear, when I see all of the young people, how they're being lied to. I've shared with you many times. It breaks my heart. But what am I going to do? I, I can't just go ahead. You know, I'm just chunking the towel. No, i got to stand. i got to go to Jesus. Are you with me? Oh, hallelujah. We're comfortable. We get, we get into the church and, and many of us been together, many of you have been with me for years, and I appreciate that. But make sure that it's not because of comfort or just because you care for me, my young, my children, my grandchildren. You know, I don't want my children to just come to this church because I'm their dad. <laughs> and I know. Rachel's listening in the other room. I, I, I know, and, and I don't want Mitch to come and, and Angela, my, my, my two new kids, to come just because I'm their spouse's dad. I don't want my grandchildren to come and be begrudgingly about it. You know, whether we're comfortable or uncomfortable, whether we're comfortable or we're going because we're made to go, that's not good. We're not together, we're not one. You following that? Remember the platform we jumped off of. One mind, one spirit. And then God is doing something. Many won't stay in the church, in any church, very long because of self-interest. You know people, I know people you know, uh, that have been to different churches. They, they go here for a little while and something happens they don't like. They go down the road. They'll be there for a little while. Something happens, go down the road. They'll be here for a little while. Something happens, go down the road. When, when you're doing that, it speaks to what I just said. It's all about self. Self-interest. It's all about what, what is affecting me. How do I feel? 
Don't shout me down. Right? Come on. So now watch. I've got a few examples here. When, uh, just before Michelle and I took that weekend off, it was my birthday, uh, was going to be in a day or two, and um, Rachel uh, said, hey, you know, before you go, can we uh, have dinner? So we went to one of my favorite restaurants, and, um, you know, I just thought she was just being thoughtful, you know, wanted to see us, visit with us, you know, before we went away. But then uh, somehow when I got there, and then all of a sudden I see Anthony, my son, and Angela, and then I know, well, you know, and then, you know, they gave it away when they started giving me birthday cards, right? So it was awesome. So not only did my, my, my daughter and Mitch, my, you know, go out of their way to be with us just before we went away, but then Anthony and Angela drive in from Trinity uh, to be with us, and I think, you know, this is an, this is an awesome thing. It warms my heart. Then they give me cards, I get to see them, we spend some time together, and then we go across the way, have a little ice cream. Yeah! What a great, right? But let me throw something at you. Say it didn't go down that way. Just say for one minute. Let's just stay with me. Say for one minute. Michelle says, we're going to go out and we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate your birthday. Okay, so I go there. Yeah, my kids are there, maybe my grandkids are there. But then all of a sudden, some other people start showing up. And we got a big table, a big, we had to get a room to, 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 because we got this big table now and all these people are showing up and some people are coming up to me and, and wishing me a happy birthday. Some people who I don't even know. And they're wishing me a happy birthday. Some are giving me cards and, and you know, some are just, hey, Tony, and I, wow. Or some, I haven't seen you in such a long time or never, who are you? I mean, did we work together? And I'd be so intimidated that I'd forget, you know, and I'd say, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, it's been a long time. And, and I'll be telling Michelle, who was that? Right? <laughs> hey, Tony, you know, it happens where people come up to you, they know your name and you don't know their name and I'll be, hey, right? Hello. Especially when you get, old. <laughs> but so now watch. So, so we're going through the evening and all that. And then everybody's feasting. Everybody's having a celebration. You know, everybody's enthusiastic and things are going good. And, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the meal, I see the um, bill go to Michelle. So now I'm thinking, okay, were these people really here for me? Or were they here for Is that tracking? That's what church has become, y'all. That's what church has become. See, my brothers and sisters, it can't be about the goodies and the, and the, and the bling. And, I, and I'm not talking about these big churches. I'm not sitting, standing here and don't anybody, well, he said big churches are bad. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the church is the people. It's not about the bling. It's not about you know, what we can go to get. It's not about the programs. It's not about, it's about those things. Standing as one, one mind, one accord, prayer. Right? We've turned it into this other thing. And here's, and, and I want to tell you why. Go with me in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16. It'll be up in 17. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Now look at jumping down to Isaiah 55. 
Seek the Lord while he may be found. Let me pause there for a minute. Is that making the insinuation that someday you're not going to be able to find him? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. I I highlighted this. Let the wicked forsake his way. My brothers and sisters, I think too many people in the church are trying to follow Jesus without forsaking where they were. See, that's part of the problem in the church, and that's this self-seeking thing. I want to go ahead and I'm going to go to Jesus, and my whole, whole heart is, yes, I want to follow Jesus, but we forget there's this order. We have to look back at what we were. We have to look at where we are and say, I don't want that anymore. Because if we're just going to Jesus to add to what we already have, it ain't, it's not right. It's not, you're not born again. Well, I'm not that bad of a person, Tony. You see, you know, yeah, I wasn't born again, but, you know, I wasn't bad and never did anything wrong to anybody purposely and blah, blah, and this and that and the other thing. No, we all stink on ice. We gotta, I got to keep covering that. Because you know why I got to keep covering that? Because too many, for too many years now, people have been told that everybody's basically good. You just got to find the good. No, everybody's basically bad. That's why Jesus had to die. Yes. I, and I know that people don't like when I say that. But it is true. There's that human nature, that old nature that we receive from Adam and Eve. That nothing can happen until we put that to death. And that only can be put to death when we receive the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I've got to leave that and follow Him. Forsake everything else and follow Him. Or are you there? But see, when I'm going, when I'm going to church and I'm trying to be one, and, and I, but I can't. Why? I can't be in one mind and one accord. Why? Because I still have my own thoughts. I still have my own uh, comfort levels. I still have my own wants, and and I still have my own likes. I still have my own dislikes. Come on, that's why there's separate churches. That's why there's racial churches. That's why. What in, in Christ? Are you kidding me? We still do that at this time in our history. Are you kidding me? Remember in Genesis, I'm going to read to you, you can check it out later. In Genesis, remember Abraham. In Genesis 12, the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Leave there. Leave. In in Genesis 12, 4, Abraham departed. Abraham departed as the Lord spoke to him. Do you see that? In order for Abraham to receive what God had for him, he had to leave where he was. He had to forsake the land, that he, the, land the family, everything. Remember, initially his father went with him. His father and the whole family went with him. And, it was, and he couldn't receive any blessing there. They were in Haran, remember? And then after Terah died, then... then God repronounced the promise to him, appeared to him, and said, okay, now go, right? Do you guys remember that? Why? Because he said, depart from that. Leave the place. Leave your family. Exit that. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Leave it. Forsake that. Look at Luke 5 with me. 
Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office and said to him, follow me. So look what he did. He left all, rose up, and followed him. That was it. Matthew was very rich. Matthew had, he was successful according to the world standards. Yeah, he had a bit of a problem with his brothers who thought he was a crook, because he was. But, listen, he had everything that he needed materially, plus he had a lot of, for all of the brothers that didn't care for him, he had plenty of friends and good time party buddies, like some of you. You know how it is, and you have, when you're doing what they want, how they want, they're there. When you're smoking this with them, when you're drinking that with them, when you're partying here, doing that with them, doing the other thing, everything's cool. But when you start saying no, when you start, listen, you're not even going to, there's some people, you're not even going to have to leave. They're going to leave you. Thank you, God. Made that easy for me. Right? Hallelujah. Man, some of you are not liking this right now, I can tell. Come on, some of you, come on, come on. Come on. All right, so look, he rose up, he left everything. Look at Hebrews. And there was another one, Moses, who we've studied together many times. But look at in Hebrews 11.24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. See, my brothers and sisters, it's not just about all the time, uh, you know, what I can and can't do in the church as it relates to uh, offices, um, uh, putting my gifts to work, doing those things that I think God has called me to do, most of the time, or some of the time, it's about I can't enjoy the pleasures of those sins that I used to commit. I can't run with the same crowd. I can't have sex out of wedlock. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. Are you with me? So, look, I'm going to do that. And then, then what happens is we can't leave those things, but we still have enough in us to fear God a little bit, so we go to church and we bring those things with us. That's why churches are powerless. That's why we don't have the first century church. And that's what I'm longing for. That's what we're longing for. The fact that you could come in here, you could bring your child, and you could just lay hands, we can get together, gather around that child, and pray, Lord, heal this child, and that child will be healed instantly. Amen. It still happens. Yes. It still happens. But you can't have that when you are having one foot here, and the, yeah, I, want, I want Jesus. Okay, forsake that. Give that up. What are you willing to give up? Some people in this room and some people listening are pretty well off. Good houses, cars, material things, good jobs. Are you willing to say goodbye to all that? Are you willing? Some people are. Some people are. But see, that, oh, that, now, that absolutely, positively makes me understand when Jesus speaks in that idiom. If you're going to follow me, You've got to give up everything else. He says it this way. Listen, if you love me, you hate your parents. Hate your lo- It's an idiom. He's saying compared to, you've got to be willing to give them up to follow me. Boy, see how quiet it is? Listen, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to make anybody in here feel uncomfortable. I'm not. I'm just trying to tell you what the Word of God says. And if it makes you feel uncomfortable, then we need to go to Him. We need to go to Him. My brothers and sisters, this is awesome stuff. If you really want... See, and that's why we... Remember last week's message? 
betterness or bitterness? That's why we become bitter in the church. Why? Because we hear all of these things taught and preached. We hear about the prosperity. We hear about how much God loves us. And then things go wrong in our lives. And we never can seem to be blessed. Well, I go, you know, this is the God that gives us blessings. This is the God who loves us. This is the God. But why is it that these things, I'm, I'm good for a little while and then bang, everything, the, the rug gets jerked out from underneath me. Or the kids got sick. I got this bill. I, I just lost my job. I got all of these things going wrong. God! What were you not willing to forsake? What have you carried into that relationship? What, what have, you know, suppose you know, me and Michelle are married, we're married for a few years. What about after the first few years marriage, you know, uh, an old girlfriend pops up. And I say, hey Michelle, you won't mind, she's just going to spend a couple weeks with us. Come on. Men, how about if the situation were re- was reversed? Hey, your wife says, hey, we're going to have a, 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 a meal. I'm going to meet me over at the such and such restaurant, your favorite restaurant. It's date night. We're going to have a, a such and such a meal. And, and you go there, and when you go there, there's another guy sitting at the table with your wife. You say, What's, hey, oh, this, was a, this is an old high school sweetheart of mine. I didn't think you'd mind if he joined us. Sounds silly, doesn't it? But is it tracking? That's what happens when we're going to church, we're in this relationship with Jesus Christ, and we're bringing all of these other things with us that we're not willing to forsake. You've got to be willing to forsake all. How much? All. All of these nasty habits that you had, oh yeah, he's not into, listen to me, I, you've, you've heard me say it dozens of times, he's not into behavior modification, but you've got to be willing to say, okay Lord, I need this gone. I need this gone. Come on, I'm willing to part with this. Come on. Not, Lord, I know that your grace and mercy is kind of a safety net and you're going to kind of, you know, not strike me dead if I do this from time to time. And, you know, what? That's, again, that's just like saying, you know, Michelle, you wouldn't mind if uh, my ex-girlfriend came and uh, lived with us every once in a while. What? Are you kidding me? Are, are, come, come on. Come on, come on. Man, why is it that you guys get so quiet? Like, do you understand? Because that sounds like such an absurd illustration, doesn't it? But it's not. That's exactly what God says. When you do those things, it's, you know, you're committing harlotry. You're going with the harlot. All of those things are like, come on. Hallelujah. By faith. Moses refused. What was Moses exactly refusing? He was in the royal line. He was a prince. Not prince. <laughs> he was a prince. He had the best education. Everything that he needed materially. Status, stature. But he, listen, he forsook it all. There was something in him that God had in him and he didn't, uh, he didn't understand it, could not, couldn't explain it. He just knew that he was called to something different. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, I'm speaking to somebody in here or maybe more than just one somebody. You know that you're called to something different. Stop fighting it. Forsake that. How's it worked out for you so far? 
Forsake that. Give your whole heart to Him. Follow Him with everything you have. Find a church that is not afraid to tell the truth, but in love. Not condemning. Not condemning. If you're sitting in here and you could be the biggest sinner, uh, man, come on in. Come on in. Don't expect to get in the pulpit. Don't expect to sing in the the choir or the praise team. Don't expect to teach the little ones. But you're more than welcome to come on in here and let's just have fellowship. Let's just see what Jesus does when He overwhelms you with the love through us. Let's just see what happens in your life. Let's just see if you could resist Jesus, the love of God. When you have people who are like-minded, who are striving together for the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news that God loves you. And He gave His one and only Son for you. And if He... Listen, my brothers and sisters. And if you were the only one that would ever believe Him and trust Him. Oh, Tony, I've been hearing that since I've been a baby. It's true. Just because you may not have grabbed hold of it yet. Just because it hasn't hit you strong enough where you're willing to go ahead and forsake that yet. That doesn't mean that it's not true. God loves you. He loves you. And He's not willing that you should be separated from Him for eternity. He's wanting you to be saved. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let look at so so who am I? I'm just going to tell the truth. It's going to tick some people off, but it's not meant to. It's meant to correct. Amen. Hallelujah. So now watch. I love you. Am I going to tell you, hey, it's okay? You know, you could go ahead and no, no. If I love you, I'm going to say no, no. That's that's not right. Let's let's do. What can we do to help? That's not right. You're having a problem. Okay, get out of the church. No. You're having a problem? Come on, let's let the elders, let some, if it's a female, let's get Miss Michelle. Let's get some of the women that can come around you and can pray with you and, and minister to you. Come on. Thank you, Why, are you there? See, that's striving together for the, what, what, for the gospel. That's working together for the gospel. That's being in one mind and one accord, praying for one another. And when we get together, not worrying about, oh, hey, you know, so-and-so is singing on the stage, or blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. No, it does, it's not about who's singing up here. It's not about who's on the drums. It's not about who's not on the drums. The music's recorded. No, what it's about, it's about singing and worshiping Jesus. In this place, to worship Him. In this place, not because Tony paid me to come. In this place, because I love Him. And let me tell you something. Honestly, when, when I... That, about that little birthday thing I told you about, that birthday dinner before we left, man, you don't know how good that made me feel. That, that, my, my children, my grown children, think that much enough. And I, it's like I said, I knew, because Rachel's very thoughtful, and so I knew this was good, it's going to be a dinner, we'll, we'll have fellowship with, with Rachel and Mitch and the kids, and this is going to be good. And then on top of that, I turn around and I see An- Anthony and Angela walking in, I'm thinking, oh wow, man, come on. I can imagine how it must be when someone who's been away from the church Someone who's been away from God just comes back and just has had enough. I'm tired. I've been out there too long. I'm tired. It's, it's just, that's not the way I should go. I know better than that. And then when they come back and their heart is broken and they just want to go back to God and they just, like the prodigal son. Remember? 
man, he, 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 he does all of that good time partying, satisfies all the lusts of his flesh, and then realizes this is not what it's supposed to be. Comes to himself, and then he goes, I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to recite this to the Father, because I've sinned against him and against God, and, and I'm not even deserving it. I just, I just want to be your servant now. Can you imagine, because the Father is looking, could you imagine how the Father's heart did a backflip inside of him when he sees his son walking back? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how God feels about you. If you're watching and you've been away from God and you're not in church right now and you're listening because you're afraid to go to church or you don't feel worthy of it or you feel uncomfortable, God loves you. Come back. He's going to meet you. He's going to put the ring. He's going to restore you. Hallelujah. That's the way God feels about you. Hallelujah. (laughs) So now let's go back. I'm going to go back to uh, Isaiah 1. Remember it says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes, cease to do evil, learn to do good. See, See that? Leave that first. Now you're going to learn how to do good. Right? Walk away from that. And now you're going to do this. Seek justice. I love all of these justice seekers that we have out there in the political atmosphere today. They don't know what justice is. Justice is from Him. Period. That's it. So if you're starting to put, and and you're depending on a group, a person, a party, or this or that for justice, you're putting your trust in the wrong thing. Forsake that! Forsake it! And go to God! God will teach you How to do good. God will show you what true justice is. He'll put it in your heart. Rebuke the oppressor. Defend the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Now look at verse 18 with me. Come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are like crimson, red like crimson, they shall be as wool. This is one of my... I love all the scripture, but when I read this, it's so precious to me. This is God speaking. And look at what he's saying. Come now, let us reason together. See, he's talking to someone who's blown it. (laughs) He's talking to someone who has failed probably multitudes of times. And he's saying, come, let's reason together. Let's, let's, Let's talk this out, you and me. Come on. Let's talk this out. Let's, let's reason together, you and me. Do, do you... That is awesome stuff. That's God. That's Almighty. Come on. Let's work this out. Hallelujah. So look. Where am I? Where are you? Forsake the world and everything in it. Follow Jesus. Did we put, did we get it kind of a little construed, a little mixed up? Are we trying to follow Jesus but we haven't really said goodbye to everything else? And is that what's tripping us up? That, that, that Maybe that's what's holding us back. There's still these things that I like that's because your spirit isn't united with his spirit. Because if you still like getting high, if you still like getting drunk, 
if you still like those things. Listen, that's your flesh. And that's, listen, watch. But that's a real thing, Tony. Addictions are real. I know they're real. And that's why we prayed about these addictions being broken. I know they're real. But my brothers and my sisters, strangers who you've really never made Christ the Lord of your life, but you've struggled with these things and you've gone to church and you've been frustrated because nothing changes. You've got to get to the point where you're willing to say, I don't want that anymore. And I can't have both. Well, you know, there's a certain group of people that I just have to associate with because if I don't, it, you know, it's my job. It's, I'm not going to advance in this area. I've, after all, in this and that and the other thing. And, you know, sometimes when they, you know, when they socialize, it gets a little bit, you know, it crosses some lines. But, you know, I never get drunk. or I never Listen, you've got to be willing to forsake that. You have to be willing to forsake that and follow him. Right? And so we become frustrated and bitter and angry and then we start blaming not only God, but we start blaming people. And then when you hear a a preacher like this tell you, I'm not going to listen to that, shut that off. Or I'm going to go to another church. There you go. I'm going to go to another church where they don't say things like that. Right? But then what happens, my brothers and sisters? Are you advancing in your fellowship with the Lord? Of course not. Why? You've got to forsake that first, right? And so look, here we are at this point in the message where the Lord says, come, let's work this out together. Come on. So if you're watching, if you're in this room, and you know there's some issues, this is God saying, come, let us work this out together. God loves you. He wants to work it out with you together. Amen? The other thing is, my brothers and sisters, the breaking of bread. We're going to do that in a minute. So now watch. Over the next little while, go to the Lord, make it right with Him. Work it out with Him. If you would like to come up and pray with me, I'd be honored to pray with you. But I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, over the next little while before we break this bread, please, make it right. And if you know that the Lord has spoken to you, that you need to be forsaking something, no matter what it is, and you want me to pray with you, I'd be, again, honored to pray with you. Amen? Not because I'm somebody, but because we can touch and agree. Amen? Amen. So, just take the next little while. And as you're doing that, you could come up and serve yourself. The elements are here, so come up and serve yourself. Amen? Amen. So take a few minutes.
is what being a church is all about. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. And Lord, as we take this supper together, we thank you for your body, which was broken for us. We have this privilege and this right before you, God, because of your sacrifice. And we remember you, and we're waiting for you to come back and get us, Jesus. It's in your great name we pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. Take and eat. And now, Father, as we take of this little cup, this little cup, Father, that signifies the blood of Jesus, it is that blood that cleanses us. It is that blood that provides all of this strength and power. It is that blood that binds us. Lord, thank you for allowing us to have communion with you. Lord, thank you for allowing us to have communion with each other. Lord, thank you for the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Take and drink. Hallelujah. 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 (laughs) Something's different. I'm telling you, something's different. Hallelujah. Something's different. Receive it. Receive it. Leave here with a different attitude. Leave here knowing that God has done something and is doing something different. Amen? Amen. 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 So now, (laughs) to he who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to that power that works in us, to him be all the glory in the church by Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen? Amen? God bless you. Go in peace.